Hello, and you are listening to Attack and Tonic Podcast, episode 20. This is a show where we talk and discuss all things tech. And in episode 20, today you are joining me, Darwin, again, and Jeevan to talk about tech. So we haven't been able to have any guests on the show. We actually still want to have guests on the show, uh, if you're wondering. But, you know, the times are difficult. (laughs) Can't have anybody... In the studio, we're still recording from home, actually, so we can't have guests. But anyway, let's move on to the news. Last week was actually relatively not too quiet. Like, there are things happening and there was a very, very big surprise, which we will get to uh, later on. Well, well, big surprise news that came in the week that we will talk about later on. But we start with Huawei because they launched a few things in Malaysia. This is part of their sort of not summer. What was it? Was it called summer launch? I mid mid year launch or something like that, right? Yeah. And they launched the Huawei FreeBuds Four, uh, which is about five hundred and ninety nine ringgit, and it's a noise cancellation head earphones, earbuds, and stuff like that. And it seems to be a very very good price for that kind of package so far. Okay, even compared to. I don't know, the iPhones, no, not the iPhone, the Apple AirPods, considering, you know. Yeah, it is. And, yeah, and they also launched their premium monitor lineup, okay? One of which, which we are kind of reviewing, the MateView monitor, the Huawei MateView monitor, and they launched the Huawei MateView GT as well in Malaysia. It's now up for pre-orders. Both of those free buds and the Mate View series is now available for pre-order. The Huawei Mate View is, to me, a bit expensive, lah. You know, but ugh, I don't know. <laughs> so yes, that is from Huawei. Tag Heuer was also in the news. You might be wondering why is a watchmaker in the tech news, but they made something tech related. Okay, they made an Android watch. Not they made lah. They kind of launched a new Android watch. Uh, an Android Wear watch. Is that right to say? Yeah. Is that a right watch pow- oh. powered by Android Wear. Yeah, so it's a smartwatch. Uh, and they call it the Connected Series. It's not a new series. It's just that they n- announced a new design or a new collaboration with Nintendo. And yeah. it's the Super Mario Edition. I think Nintendo has been on a roll with all these collaborations lately. Yeah, but I'm going to say something that not many people would like to hear when they buy a Tag Heuer. One, it doesn't look very good. Two, why would you buy an Android Wear at this time? Yeah, considering they're phasing it out for the <laughs> new platform. I mean, I get the collaboration. It looks cool. Uh, while I say that it doesn't look good, okay, it does look unique. Okay, that's that's what I will say. But it doesn't look like a Tag Heuer. To me. I think it the aesthetic is more Mario fan base rather than Tag Heuer fan base. Yeah, and which Mario fan base is going to spend um, two thousand five hundred ringgit for a smartwatch that is going to be phased out? Uh, not me. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, there was an auction for a Mario, a S- Super Mario for the Nintendo 64 platform. 
this is an unopened box and it sold for 1.5 million US dollars. I don't ask me why. Yeah, if I <laughs> were to buy the Tag Heuer watch, I would just seal it and probably sell it in like 20 years. Yeah, that is if it still works. <laughs> <laughs> or if it's still relevant. Anyway, LG was also launching a bunch of new stuff last week. Um, more more like they launched one new product for your home. It's called the Styler. And it's an addition to your kind of your wardrobe. It kind of irons your clothes automatically when yeah. you put your clothes in there. It's basically an uh, addition where you can just leave all your formal clothes in and just take out when you need it and it'll be nice fresh pressed and steamed yeah and the price for all this laziness is 8,499 ringgit which is the cost of a new wardrobe (laughs) technically you can get a very very good tv for that price as well yeah oh speaking of tvs uh they did update their tvs last week with dolby vision hdr Okay, these uh, include the C1 series, the G1 series, the Z1 series, the QNED Mini LED 99 series, and what is what was that called? Uh, the NanoCell, the NanoCell Nano 99 TVs. Uh, this will come with a Dolby Vision HDR update, which also means that you get better colors, I guess. And it also means that you're more prepared for your next-gen consoles because most of these TVs are 120Hz display refresh rate TVs with HDR already anyway. Wait, didn't they announce it together? Like when they had the announcement for Malaysia, didn't they already say that it had all these features? No. So this is a brand new update because previously they had HDR, they didn't really have Dolby Vision, right? So this is just a very, very small update to their new TVs. Just a color calibration update, if you want, uh, or if you might. Now, a lot of those TVs, or at least a lot of the 2021 TVs or 2020 TVs will also be updated, but there's no specific date just yet. Anyway, if you really want those TVs now, you can get them, you know, with Dolby Vision HDR. Cool. <laughs> yep. Razer launched a new headphone last week. Um, it's a Bluetooth wireless headphone. Eh, no, no, sorry. It's not Bluetooth. It's a wireless headphone for your gaming peripherals, I guess, because this is Razer we're talking about. But yeah. it's not Bluetooth, okay? It's not Bluetooth. It's wireless, but it's not Bluetooth. You need to use it with a dongle that's included in the box. Which makes it compatible with the Nintendo Switch. Yes. <laughs> so the dongle is a 2.4 hertz, uh, gigahertz, or is it is that right? 2.4 gigahertz yep. signal. Yeah, so 2.4 gigahertz uh, frequency dongle, which also means that the connection is actually a lot more stable and a lot more, and a lot better than Bluetooth comparatively you get better sound quality uh you get better file transfer speeds as well so that leads to higher fidelity sounds on your headphones they boast about 20 hours for this thing okay and the easy part is that you just need to bring your dongle and plug it anywhere like your pc 
you can plug it into your you know your playstation controllers if it supports usb-c well the ps5 does right then even your phone for that matter and you don't need to worry about pairing it with bluetooth because let's be honest here okay bluetooth connectivity and bluetooth connection can be very annoying yes especially on pcs especially on windows pcs they don't work properly we kind of hate it but yeah so with this dongle you can just plug it in anywhere the only downside is that there is no multi-device connectivity you can't connect it to two devices at once but you get more stable connection so which is good right it's a trade-off it's a trade-off yeah and for nintendo switch users it works with your nintendo switch which is very rare for a wireless headphone (laughs) yes there's no wireless headphones that work with Nintendo Switch at this time unless you buy a Bluetooth dongle that is made for the Nintendo Switch, which is actually very costly. But all this goodness will cost you about 459 ringgit, right? It's not actually that expensive. I think it's quite a sensible price for a wireless headphone. And it doesn't look like, you know, a Razer, like a crazy gaming product. You can actually bring it out. It actually looks quite nice to me yeah I actually like the look of it as well yeah anyway that is all the news that we have um technically no that's not all the news we have there was one very big surprise last week nobody expected this Steam um if you play PC if you play games on your PC you would know Steam okay Steam launched well announced a new device Not a smartphone, not a smartphone. They launched a new gaming handheld device that looks like a Nintendo Switch, and they call it the Steam Deck. It seems to be a trend now to at least announce a device that seems to be like a Nintendo Switch. That is true. It's not new, okay? I mean, the concept of, you know, having a PC gaming rig in a form of, you know, a handheld device like the Nintendo Switch, we know is not new. But what's so special about this, right? Like, what do you think makes it special? And why do you think Uh, we need it? (laughs) I don't know. It feels like there's a new wave of handheld gaming coming in after the Switch has launched. True. And this one in particular, I can take Horizon Zero Dawn with me and play anywhere. Ah, that is true. So, true to the name, it actually works with Steam games. Like, all your PC games can actually work on it, theoretically. Yeah. Hardware-wise, it's packing about the same things as you get from a PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X because it packs a Zen 2 architecture CPU alongside RDNA 2 GPU. So, yeah, it's AMD-powered, right? And the display is only a what an HD display at twelve eighty by eight hundred pixels, so you're not getting full HD. But at the same time, you don't really want like full HD on like a seven inch display to game. And the benefit of that is that you don't need super powerful hardware, like let's say a Intel Core i nine or a RTX thirty ninety to run like your games you're running them at 720p 
Yeah, and on top of that, you should get better battery life. Yes, that is true. They didn't actually mention how much battery life we can we will uh, get from this I at this point. I think it was announced that it would be two to eight hours of battery life. Somewhere there, but they didn't give a, a official figures at this time just yet. Uh, they do say that this can also act as a PC, right? Because it's also Linux powered. Yeah. Right. And so you you can run it as a PC. Yeah, and that means that it's technically a laptop. On top yeah. of that, it like the switch, it has a dock. Yes. But and Valve also said that you can use any USB C dongle or dock that you have available to make it a full PC. Yeah. So this is not a laptop anymore. It's a handheld PC. <laughs> a new category. Not really new. Okay, but you get my drift. But do we really, really need it? Like, do we really need... This is the same argument that I had with the Nintendo Switch, by the way. Do we really need games on the... Like, when we go out? Well, not so much when you're going out. Like, for me, the Nintendo... I bought the Nintendo Switch right before I went to the US. And to be mm -hmm. very frank, without the Nintendo Switch on that 18-hour flight, I would have gone insane. Okay, that is true. But it's 18 hours. Your Switch won't last you 18 hours. Then, then most, most of these planes do come with like a, um, you know, a power outlet now. Yeah, so there was a power outlet under my chair, which I could plug it into. <laughs> yeah, so you shouldn't worry about that. Yeah, but at the same time, like, I think handheld gaming has steadily increased in popularity since the mm -hmm. Switch because mm -hmm. the devices are not a single-purpose device anymore. Like, the Switch right. is one of the first dockable handheld gaming devices, and it True. essentially is a new generation of console for Nintendo. True. So, like the Nintendo Switch, you can, you know, put it in the dock and you can, you know, project it to a TV. Although, you will not actually get, like, 4K projection from the Nintendo Switch. Uh, yep. We are suspecting that you won't get a 4K projection from this Steam Deck as well, especially if you're using it to game. I think you might be able to because the Steam Deck's dock comes with a display port. Yes, in addition to HDMI. So we're not too sure, but yeah, I think you might be able to get 4K uh, from the, Ninte the Steam Deck. But don't expect to be able to play for games at 4K because, yes, again, PC games, hardware limited, you're not going to get a good experience on 4K. You don't really want to watch your games crumble in 4K with those kind of hardware, right? So don't expect to game in 4K when you know you know you're getting this. Okay. Yeah, that that's my biggest question for the Steam Deck. With the requirements like we know how much power you need to get maximum resolution on a gaming PC mm -hmm. for games. Why would you get a Steam Deck? Because ah. you're going to end up with pretty crap graphics for PC game level at least. Ha, so when you're playing PC games at 720p, your hardware requirements are technically a bit lower, right? And with DLSS and even 
AMD's Fidelity FX coming in, you technically will get actually quite good gaming experience on the display, on a display that's small at least, and you're not going to notice that much in difference. And I think that's where the appeal is, right? The problem is, it's not cheap. <laughs> yeah, it's not cheap and it's new. We don't know what it's capable of. It is. And if Steam's previous hardware support was anything to go by, this might just go into oblivion. <laughs> yeah, Steam, well, Valve as a company, when it comes to hardware, support-wise, they haven't been the best. On yeah. top of that, this is a very novel device, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to the configuration that Valve is pushing. It's a Linux-based device with yes. a specific Steam OS that runs your games on it. Correct. So... When it comes to support, like how are updates going to be pushed? How secure is it? And what's the experience going to be like? Like, it's so many unknowns at this point. Well, I think in terms of experience, you can expect pretty much the Steam big picture experience. If if you haven't actually seen this sort of overlay before, I think you can go to your Steam app, okay, on your on your PC. Okay, and launch uh, Steam's big picture mode kind of thing. So that's a Steam interface that, you know, nicely cradles all your games and puts your games up front to you. So I guess you can sort of experience that or you can expect that sort of experience. But another thing is that you cannot actually replace the controllers that comes with it. Unlike the Nintendo Switch, where you can just replace your Joy-Con get a third-party one, whichever you like, right? This one is set in stone. You can't change it. It's in place. But one thing that I will give Valve is that they have innovated in how to control your uh, gaming. Like the, what do you call it? The joysticks have mm -hmm. touchpads on it. And there is a touchpad underneath the joysticks as well. Yeah, so... We won't know how this would actually feel in the hands just yet. We don't expect it to be anywhere near the top performing consoles like you know the PlayStation 5 or even the Xbox Series X because then again, cooling is really limited like on a small device like this, right? So... It might run hot. I don't know. <laughs> we, yeah, we don't that know. was a, that was another thing that I was actually wondering about because if it's using the same Zen two and RDNA uh, two architecture that we see in the consoles, mm -hmm. the consoles have massive cooling uh, systems. Yeah, how is this going to maintain the cooling when it's it looks pretty thin, like I don't know. Nintendo Switch thin. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> but at the same time, they didn't mention that it's the same Zen 2 or DNA 2 architecture with the uh, the PlayStation and the Xbox. They did not actually specifically mention that. We do suspect that they share some similarities because why would they not? It's the cheapest solution for AMD to produce these things together. Yeah. Makes more sense, right? 
I I I don't know. <laughs> it does I, look like the size of the Nintendo Switch. It's only slightly bigger compared to the yeah, Switch. With a even lot compared more to the yeah, and this is even compared to the renderings of the Nintendo Switch OLED model, right? Something that we talked about last week, I think. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, I'm a bit confounded with Valve, and I'm like wondering, why would you release this when? There's so many unknowns, and at the same time, you came out out of the blue. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> but I think also they launched this at this time because gaming is a very, very big part of our lives, right? Me, Jeevan, we love to game, and we have friends who love to game, and we have also friends that started discovering their love of gaming in this time of pandemic because there's no way they can go there's nothing else they can do at home except to game and watch movies. And when they started discovering gaming, it's like a huge thing. So I guess there will be demand for this device and the previews look kind of good. Uh, We hear good things about it. But at the same time, just today itself, there's an announcement or not announcement. There was rumors that there will be shipping delays, that you only get this device in somewhere in 2022 <laughs> yeah and that mm. is even before the they had they finished their pre-orders actually yeah uh, they were supposed to launch at the end of this year right this stuff is supposed to come holiday uh, 2021 which is somewhere between October to December somewhere there that's what they say but <laughs> just a few days in and they're already in trouble <laughs> so I don't I don't really want to blame Steam or Valve for that. Okay, I would blame the world kind of um supply and demand conditions right now where everything is short. Okay, you can't get anything right now. Uh the stocks on shelf for electronics is just horrible. So I would blame that, but at the same time, yeah, it is probably a little bit of a mix mix of a wrong timing, I guess. That and I also think that Valve didn't predict the amount of hype that it would get from announcing this because yeah. people have been waiting for something like this Dell announced a similar product like two years back and we haven't heard from them yeah there are third party manufacturers from China and I think Japan that actually made a handheld Windows device but those are freaking heavy <laughs> compared yeah. to this and those look really bulky compared to this right those run Windows to be fair and they run on Intel and integrated GPUs just to make sure that they can run it cool. But like something like this is quite revolutionary, if I might say. If I want to add. Right? It is, but at the same time, it's a bit confounding. Mm-hmm. Especially since they're not using Windows. They are running their own OS. On top of Linux. <laughs> on top, yeah, it's a Linux-based OS. So yes. even if you plug it in, using Linux can be a bit confusing if they are going with a very new UI. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like, how many of us, like regular gamers, would actually fork out money to buy a handheld console? Aside mm. from one that we already know, and it has exclusives. Mm, we will discuss pricing a little bit later, but 
I think on the subject of Linux, I hope they actually run some custom overlay to make it easier to navigate. I really do because we've used Linux and while Linux can be really nice to use, you got to know what you're doing with Linux. It's free, yeah. it's open source, but you got to know what you're doing with Linux. It's really not much like Windows at all. It can be very powerful. You can run a lot of third-party apps on it, which goes that which goes for the Steam Deck as well. You can do a lot of third-party apps on it, but you gotta really know what you're doing, okay? Because it's Linux. Yeah. On the subject on... of pricing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, but on top of that, like if you're talking about uh using Linux as a base operating system, a lot of us use like if you're say calling it something that you can even use as a PC, a lot of us don't use Linux to be productive. Mm-hmm. So I think that part of the messaging is a bit confusing, if not weird, because it's a purpose-built device. It's a gaming device. Why would you highlight that it can be used for productivity as well? To be fair, you can run like simple word program or even powerpoint very simple stuff right you can't use it for creative stuff like we do so i guess there is some productivity attached to linux but yeah it's not that much of a productivity device you are not going to want to bring this to your office (laughs) and tell your boss that hey it's my work machine no that's not yeah that's not gonna work yeah but anyway, on the subject of buying this device, okay, it's priced at three hundred and ninety nine US dollars. At least this is the initial pricing when they made the announcement, right? It's in ringgit Malaysia. That's about one thousand six hundred to one thousand seven hundred ringgit for a gaming device. That is like a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, it's not cheap. It's actually more expensive than the Nintendo Switch by quite. But you forgot one thing about that pricing. What? That's for 64 gigs. Yeah, the Nintendo Switch comes with a 64 gig memory as well if you get the OLED model. Yeah, but (laughs) we're talking about PC games here. How many PC games do you think can fit in 64 gigs? Not much, okay? If you consider 64 gigs, you can only store probably, you know, a few, a few, not even AAA titles because AAA titles today, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn comes at, I think, what, 50 gigs already? Yeah, which doesn't leave you much space for anything else. Like, it's literally a device, unless you're buying the 512 or 128 version, you're literally going to have a 256 version. You're literally going to have one game which you can play, and that's it. Yeah. But if you're not, like, playing AAA titles, let's say you're going to buy games like, you know, um, Undertale or Don't Starve Together, those kind of games, those would fit very well, okay? Those would be fine with a 64 gig memory. But if you really want to play games like, let's say, GTA V or even Red Dead Redemption, okay, we do suggest you get at least... Uh, two five six gigabyte in storage. 
And yeah. there's a benefit of getting, you know, NVMe SSDs on the 256GB model to 512GB model, right? Um, if you have the money, you want to splurge on the 512GB model, which is Le- about 649 US dollars. In Malaysia ringgit, that's about 2,700 ringgit. Yeah, but also you can use SSDs, uh, SSDs, micro SD cards for your memory expansion, but we don't know whether it will be like the Nintendo Switch, where you can yeah. only sa- store your save data or install games on your micro SD card. Yeah, so I'm hoping that they will allow you to actually save your whole game into the SSD, uh, the micro SD storage, because it only makes sense. But if you're storing on a micro SD card, you're not going to get the same read speeds as an SSD. That's for sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's going to be one small disadvantage, maybe, but we don't know yet. To be fair, okay, if you're comparing this as a gaming PC, okay, you're going to compare this to a gaming laptop. It's way cheaper. It's so much cheaper than the entry level gaming PCs that you can find today. Okay. Yeah, but at the same time, it's not purpose-built when you're spending on a gaming laptop. Yeah, when you're buying a gaming laptop, you can use it as a creative production um, software a device. Like, you can use it for your contents. You can easily browse the internet without, you know, going through hoops and loops to, you know, plug your device in, find a monitor and stuff like that. Everything is there. With this, it's... A gaming device and you have to look at it as probably a competitor to the likes of the nintendo switch the xbox and even the playstation yeah now the question I, is which one would you rather have at the same time i'm like yes it's a very novel uh idea it's something that yes i would spend if it wasn't so many unknowns. Like, I yeah. salute Valve in releasing this mm-hmm. and announcing it. But at the same time, I'm like, I will wait for a bit to see how the reviews are. Or if we ever can get it, probably do a review ourselves. Yeah, and that's the thing. They don't even announce that it's going to be available in Malaysia just yet, okay? <laughs> this is going to be available holiday season in or at least supposed to be available holiday season in US and UK and you know the main places the North American market some European play, uh, market like probably France um, um, Germany these are the major markets in the world right for this part of the world we actually don't know we we, <laughs> we might not even get it we might not even see it in our hands or in anybody's hands <laughs> on the website itself it says it's not available for pre-order in our part of the world yeah so the only way for you to get it right now or for you to pre-order it is to place a u.s address and pay in u.s dollars <laughs> yep mm, yeah so even singapore doesn't get it so we don't know <laughs> yeah so i think we are healthily skeptical about the device because we've seen a lot of tech that just comes in like a flash in the pan and just disappears. Yeah, we are very skeptical about it. and But at the same time, we do want it to be a success because 
we think handheld PC gaming devices would be great to introduce people to the world of PC gaming because the world of PC gaming is a lot, guys. It's huge. <laughs> There's Forget a lot PC of games. Gaming, yeah. Even just gaming, like if you're telling somebody that here you can use this device and because it's Steam, they can essentially access your Steam library if they are part of your Steam family. And mm-hmm. you can just tell them, here, you can try all the games on my Steam account before you commit to buying your own games. Yeah. So I think it's a lot... There's a lot of potential in the device. But there's even more questions. Anyway, that is all the time that we have for today discussing about this <laughs> Steam Deck. I, I almost call it Steam Switch, actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> it looks so much like one. But there's only one color that you can get it in, black. Okay, and it comes with sort of case thing that looks quite nice in, in photos and renderings. Um, there's a few hands-on div- uh, videos out there already, but obviously it's not in Malaysia just yet, so we can't comment too much on that or we can't comment too much on how it feels until we actually get our hands on one. So we'll see, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But that is all the time we have for today. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening in. If you have any feedback at all or you know you want to reach out to us, you can head over to our website at www.techent.tv that is T-E-C-H-E-N-T.tv to find our email or even read our articles there. You know, all our written articles and reviews. We're coming, we are trying to come up with reviews almost every week. You know, so you can watch out for that. We'll have videos there as well. And if you want to reach out to us on our social media, we are on social on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and on LinkedIn as TechNTV. That is T-E-C-H-E-N-T-T-V. If you're listening to this on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts, do give us a shout out from those platforms. We would love to hear from you and for you to tell us what we're doing right or you know what you like about us. So that is it. Thank you for listening. This is me, Darwin, and Jivan signing out. Bye. See ya.